1: Our number three of the odd couple. Yes. Rob Parker, Brian, no coming to you live from the tire rack.com studios. And shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. That's right. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search odd couple, wherever you get your podcast and be sure to also follow, rate and review the podcast. Again, just search odd couple, wherever you get your podcast. And, uh, You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. Chris Broussard will be back from vacation on Monday. Always great to mix it up with a little Brian. No, Brian, any big plans for the weekend? Anything going on your way?
4: Man, um, I got to do a couple of shifts. Was looking at possibly moving, Rob. Where where are you going to move? We were thinking about possibly New Orleans, but uh, it's – Probably not going to happen right now. So stay in put in Illinois, maybe for a month or the better part of the next month,
1: and then but, maybe, uh, yeah, you know?
4: craziness. It was high maintenance issues, kind of like Caleb Williams' dad, and so it, it fell through. So okay, we're gonna have to push that back.
1: Yeah. I, I understand. I'm on my way to Arizona for a little spring training. Oh yeah, we we'll go check out the Brewers uh, tomorrow and the Dodgers on Sunday. How many games are the
4: Brewers going to win? Like sixty-eight.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Good question.
4: Might be a little rough this year. Yeah,
1: We're gonna go see uh, Devin Williams, who won the inaugural Pitcher of the Year for MLB Bro, the Bob Gibson Award. So I'm gonna go check him out. Yeah. And Mookie Betts won the Player of the Year for MLB Bro.com. So uh, that's why I'm going out, talk to some players, get some sound, some video, and that kind of stuff. So
4: very cool. Have you gone before? I'm assuming you have. Yes, I've yeah.
1: been. Uh, you know, mostly to Florida. I've never actually been to Arizona. For uh, spring training, but I right. when I cover baseball, you know a, a lot of Florida. That's cool, man. Yeah, I hope so, you enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, let's get into some NBA. Let's do this. And uh, do we have sound on LeBron, Rob G? Or oh, no, no sound. Okay. So we talked about this earlier about the forty thousand points. You know, I I don't I I'm not here. I'm not trying to bash him for getting that. You know. I'm not, but I think it, everything there has to be context, and a lot of it has to do with it's an it's a longevity thing. Don't don't you uh, without being we not being mean spirited. It's a longevity thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Played a no. long time. Yeah,
4: yeah, he's I, played an incredibly long time. And but that, but I don't listen. think, it,
1: but I don't think it changes anything. It, it, to me, all it does for the people who believe that he's the goat or he's that guy, it's one thing they can say, well, he's got 40,000 points. Oh, you know, he won the in-season tournament. Oh, his son's going to be drafted in the NBA draft, draft," you know, or whatever it is, to try to cover up the six finals losses and that he only has four and he had to put together a dream team in order to win the three he won. I'm just saying, like, or the other two, I should say. Right. but you get my point. If you're a LeBron person or fan or whatever you want, a minion, you love it because it's something else you could use to push back on Michael Jordan.
4: Yeah, no, I hear you. I think whatever side you are on, you're dug in. Like forty thousand is not gonna. I'll put it this way: right, if they're you're... like Michael
1: Jordan played thirteen years. What do what we? He played twenty. Yeah, right? Really? If you're
4: Team Jordan, you're not all of a sudden gonna say, you know, I gotta reevaluate now that LeBron has reached forty thousand points. <laughs> it's not gonna go down like that. It's impressive, Rob. Listen, longevity means a lot. For him to be around this long is incredibly impressive. He's still playing at a very high but level. But here's the my guy's scary, almost forty
1: years old. Here's the scary part though. If he plays three more years, right, and he has and doesn't win again is winning four championships in 23 Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it does, yeah. that doesn't feel special. Do, do do you think that's special?
4: It's, well, the problem is he's compared to, to MJ the whole time. So when you're comparing him to Jordan, who was, you know, he was perfect in the finals, never lost. When he's chasing, as he said, that ghost in Chicago, when that's the comparison, like, no, it doesn't, feel like it's more special. And that's the real conversation. Sure, that's
1: special to do what he's done. He's had an incredibly special career. No doubt. No no one would. And people always say, oh, you hate uh, LeBron. I think he's the second best player of all time. How do I hate a guy? I'm not like Paul Pierce or some of these former players. Right who have them 10th or 11th or not in their top 10, like that that's where there's some sort of bias, right? If right. you could honestly look at his career, the all-time leading scorer or whatever, and say he's not in your top 10, come on, man. that—that that, You lose credibility even if you play in the league.
4: I get it, and I'm with you. The thing I dislike, Rob, is we've gotten to a place now where anything that sounds slightly critical – it's taken as you're just outright hating, right. just bashing this guy. I get
1: it all the time, as yeah. I just said. And if I didn't, if I, if I did have a a rub with against LeBron or something, would I rate him second behind Michael Jordan? I don't think that's an insult, no. but it just feels
4: like you're disarming a bomb if you're talking about longevity in a slightly critical way. Where I think of it the same way, he's a scoring compiler. And that sounds incredibly negative. I don't mean it that way at all, but I just simply look at Jordan won ten scoring titles in a row. LeBron won one. You know, so he scored. He's gonna get to forty thousand points. Nobody has done that. It's a longevity thing, and hats off to him for being in the league and playing at that high of a level for so long. That means a ton. I think compiler is the new. Like system quarterback, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's always taken as a negative and it's not always meant that way. I don't mean it as a negative, as negative as it sounds that he's a scoring compiler, but that's what he is. He's not a guy that won 10 scoring titles like MJ. He won one. So it's impressive that he scored so much over that period of time but he hasn't been one of these elite scorers, and I think a lot of people just look at, hey, forty thousand points. He's the only guy to do it. He's an elite scorer. No, he's
1: not. Right. Uh, that I think you're one hundred spot on, and and uh, and and it's it's not to rain on his parade. It's just I just think you have to have context to everything, and there there are awards that people win just based on longevity, right, for playing a right. long time. Don't right. you look – that's why there's a thing called scoring average, right? The, like, yeah. that's the great equalizer.
4: It is. You Speaking your baseball language, Rob, a lot of people threw this out with Craig Biggio. Remember the Astros and he's a compiler? And, and it's always talked about as a negative. And, and it, it shouldn't be like that. If you can compile numbers like like LeBron has done for as long as he's been in the NBA – you take that every time if you're an NBA franchise. That's nothing to just like shrug your shoulders at. But I don't know how we can turn <laughs> compiling into a positive. I think the damage has been done. It's always taken as a negative. I don't mean it as a negative at all.
1: Not no, not at all. It's it is what it is. Uh but but I think I, I just think you gotta be careful. It's not and this is the other thing they always say, uh, well if it's about Michael Jordan and the rings, then uh Bill Russell's the, the GOAT. Right, or you know, like right. like No, it's not just the ring count. You just said it. He won ten state straight scoring titles, right? I mean, come on, man. There's a lot of other stuff. He was defensive player, he won right. defensive player awards. He he did way more than that. And and oh well, he didn't win until Scottie Pippen showed up. And I say this all the time. If Scottie Pippen was that guy, how did he not win one finals MVP? It doesn't automatically go to Michael Jordan, right?
4: Right. Well, and you also said something, Rob, where you got to be careful. I think there's a lot of talk, and it's just gaining traction now, where we're throwing out, hey, uh, is LeBron on that juice over there? (laughs) Like, come on, man. I... You gotta have some proof no, instead I, of just willy nilly throwing it around that's, like that's that. That's why
1: I wouldn't even entertain it because I I'm not in that camp. I think that that's hurtful, and uh, and if you don't have if view, if if somebody has something to show, you know what I mean, and yeah. some some facts, that's one thing. But I just will never ever get involved in in just throwing out stuff. Or, I know or it. it reminds
4: me of uh, remember when this happened in football with Adrian Peterson. Where there were some whispers of like, hey man, is is he on PEDs? And he had a great, great response where he was like, I take that as a compliment. I'm doing, I'm playing at such a high level, you think that I'm on roids or whatever. Right, in order to get there. He just laughed it off. That was the best way to handle it. But I think the same is true with LeBron. I think it's a compliment. People have not seen someone play at this level at that age and they immediately run to, is he on PEDs? I, I really do. I think it's a, a hidden compliment where it just shows you that LeBron is doing something that really is unprecedented to play at this level at that age. And no one has done that.
1: And he's put in the work, right? He works extremely hard to keep in shape and body. And they've always said he pays, what, a million dollars a year in order to uh, train and whatnot. So, And it shows. And he's in uh, unbelievable shape, uh, you know, not defending anybody, but he still can play, man. There's no doubt about it.
4: I'll tell you what, Rob. I shouldn't even say this, but I will. Can you imagine the Team Jordan people, what their reaction would be if there was ever any truth to the PED stuff? You know what I mean?
1: Oh, God. Can you oh, imagine
4: God. Oh, God. the conversations that would be had oh, if that were the case?
1: It would be crazy. It All right, be. but here we are, Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. Would LeBron James cracking forty thousand career points change the way you view him all time? It's a real simple question. Would would it change just how you view him? Did you would you move him up? Would you move him up over Jordan? Uh, how would you view him uh, in that situation? But we'll continue that conversation next with you. It is a funky flashback Friday. Rob Parker and Brian Know. Right here on Fox Sports Radio. Stick and stay.
4: For a possible new goat in the
3: NBA of the U.S. of A? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Balls.
1: It is The Odd Couple. Hey, Daniel Kelly's coming up at the bottom of the hour, the former NFL scout with the Jets and an author. But it is The Odd Couple. And we're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. Rob Parker and Brian No. in for Chris Pussar. We're expecting back on Monday. I'll telephone number 877-99-ON-FOX. We're just talking about LeBron James getting a 40000 and what what it would mean. Would it elevate him in your mind? Would it make him the GOAT with all the other stuff that he's done in his career? Or no, Brian, it just keeps him the same. It doesn't do anything. It just says that he's been able to play a long time and be productive for a long time. Uh, So uh, I'm sure people want to jump in. 877-99 on Fox.
4: By the way, Rob, if you think about it from this standpoint, too, where would you put that accomplishment among his other accomplishments, right? Whether it's individual, whether it's team wise, coming back from a three-one deficit, being the top scorer in the game, like where would you put forty thousand among anything else that he's accomplished? It's, uh,
1: probably top three. All-time leading scorer, though, to me is is enough. You know what I mean? I don't right. need a number on it. Yeah. All time leading score in NBA history. Is that is that not good enough? I, I
4: know, right? Like we're just right. kind of adding something to that. Right. <laughs> that's I, really what it dog. is, right? You're yeah. already the top dog. Right. Yeah. It'd be like uh if it's quarterback passing yards. Once you're the top guy, does it matter that you've gotten to eighty five thousand or ninety thousand? I I don't know. I don't know. As long as you're number one, I think that's what matters most, right? I
1: agree. I think yeah. that's all. We could stop there.
4: Yeah, no doubt. Um, are you,
1: got,
4: you big into the combine, by the way, Rob, real fast? Or are you, uh, uh, you no. into the uh, not, dog and pony show? Any, no, I'm good. Not doing like the uh, offensive lineman on Sunday to close the deal?
1: No, thank you. Yeah. I never miss the uh, combine. I never watch it, so I never miss it.
4: Yeah. Okay, all let's right. get to LeBron over here. We've got <laughs> Tony in L.A. He's on the odd couple. What's going on, Tony? Tony,
1: hold on. We got anything? Did he pot it up? Okay. I just heard him. All right, we lost him. All right, go to the next one, Brian.
4: Okay, we got Ken. He's over in Stockton. You been to Stockton, California there? I have Rob? not been to Stockton. Ken's in Stockton. Hey, Brian, He's on the Odd Couple. Brian,
7: Brian, is Ken. I'm going to give it to you straight from Fresno, man. Boom! brother. I missed the NCAA one. They ain't going to entertain the thought about LeBron, man. He's either one or two. and That's all that matters. I don't care about PEDs because they can't prove it. I ain't going to entertain the thought. Barry Bonds, it was a first-time all-timer. That's all I'm going to say. But my friends they say Bulldogs. They can go 12-0 with this new NCAA handover over fist. Man, uh, they would okay. never make it, man. They all would right. never make it. They
1: never Thank you. Me. I love your passion. I don't know what you're talking about, but I love your
4: passion. <laughs> I did. but he was He's fired all up over the about place. It, he know? was all over yeah. the place. Dre is in
7: Michigan. He was like
1: mayonnaise all over the place
7: <laughs> on The Odd Couple. What's going on, Dre? Oh, Mr. Parker, Mr. No, how y'all doing on this Friday night? Doing great. Good, bud. What's up, bud? Uh, not much. Chilling bro, chilling. Hey, I think whether you are uh LeBron Mean or Jordan Knight, this forty thousand doesn't make a difference to where you put them at. Me personally, I, I think it's impressive because longevity does mean something to play this long play this long and this well. It's just like if you look at somebody like yourself, Rob, how many of your peers that you started out with that fell by the wayside but you still My stand? goodness gracious. I, I get
1: that, but here's the only thing mm-hmm. I'll say to you. Mm-hmm. And and just think about this. And Brian, you too. Say LeBron played his entire career forty thousand, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the leading scorer in NBA history, and mm-hmm. he didn't win. Right, it wouldn't register right. the same way. No, am I right? It'd like, work again. It, it It'd wouldn't work. The longevity, before? the longevity, wouldn't matter to anybody. I, it's it th- that's that's how like when people say I think
7: that's a, I think that I don't know about that rock. Uh, we, don't t- talk, we don't talk bad about Derek Jeter. He only won five championships in twenty years. What do you mean five five baseball championships? Are you kidding? They well, won- I'm saying four NBA championships in twenty years. It's, it's more than just you, so we don't put all the blame on him. So why are we gonna do it on LeBron?
1: No, no, baseball is way different. Cause you could be a really good player and have no pitching. I, 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 don't, right, I don't, I don't equate, I don't really equate, I don't equate, that I don't equate it the same. Because if I look at um, baseball, let's say the Yankees won three out of four, they were a dynasty, or, or you know, like at the point when they were playing, I don't, I don't, I don't look at Derek Jeter's career and go, oh wow, they played twenty, cause they made the playoffs like nineteen of the twenty years. And he made the finals ten out of his twenty years. Right, but he lost more finals than anybody.
7: But right, okay, that is true. But Do you, you see what I'm like saying? Like finals. there's a, yeah, I get that. I get there's that. There's a there's, but there's a, a difference. There's
1: a no, there's a difference because when when you lose more than you win, it's like uh Jerry West. You know, like Jerry nobody talks about Jerry he lost all those finals. He only won one. Nobody right, nobody but, nobody, but, nobody I mean, he's not revered for nobody says Jerry West I mean, went I mean, to eight I mean, NBA finals. Uh, and Brian, he only won one. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm saying.
4: Yeah, listen, you got to close the deal or you're going to be known for the guy who didn't.
1: Marv yeah. Levy, nobody says right. Marv Levy's the greatest four coach in the NFL. He went to four straight Super Bowls yes. and that's my point Right, is that he doesn't get the credit he deserves for being a great coach cuz he never won the big game. Right. It matters. That was the deal with Andy Reid. Yes, before
4: he before started, he started winning, these winning rings with the Chiefs. Thank that- you. Yeah,
1: he got he got fired for. in Philadelphia. Hello, he went to four yeah. NFC uh, championship games
4: and won Super Bowl, and didn't win any rings, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then he got a guy named Patrick
1: Mahomes, and things changed. Yeah, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox.
4: How about this, Rob? This goes right into the conversation. MJ, I don't know if it's the Michael Jordan in New Orleans. We'll find out here. MJ's MJ. on the Odd Couple. What's going on, MJ?
7: going on, man. How y'all doing? What's up, Professor Rob?
1: What's happening?
7: How are you? Hey, man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, man. It's tuned into you guys as much, man. Hey, man, It seems like I'm on the show more than Chris nowadays, man. Oh, it's yeah. Fun. There man, you go.
1: Uh, you said it's it. Fun, I, you said it. I know.
7: Hey, I'm less impressed because Michael Jeffrey Jordan did more and less amount of time. LeBron is the fact angle, and I got to agree with Chris. One championship every five years. Also, you've gotta add some context to the scoring record. Okay, LeBron James, 2,237 three-pointers. The captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one two-pointers. <laughs> LeBron, 11,816. Kareem, 15,836. Um, like I said, it, it's it's. It's Matt sackerish You know, it's kind of raw numbers if you kind of look at it. There's a lot of time, a lot of minutes played, a lot of games. Even Skip would say LeBron James was in games in the fourth quarter while they were being blown out. He's a, a pass-first guy who crept who up and, and got the all-time scoring record. Am I the only guy that, that looks at that kind of weird, really? It's longevity, but it's healthy longevity. It's just I'm not. Really, no, nah, I'm not tooting my horn with it. Thank you, guys. Have a great
4: show. All right, you appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, thanks. Have a good night. Yeah, um, yeah. It just seems like uh, I don't know, Rob. Forty thousand seems more like a. Eh, it's cool.
1: No, right? when he it, passed Kareem, a... was bigger than me. Right? Absolutely.
4: Right. That, that... Th- that was the biggest moment. I'll put it this way. I remember when he hit the shot to pass Kareem and Kareem was there, and they had their history, right, Rob? And he gave them the basketball, and it was this whole thing. It's not going to be the same thing when he gets to 40000 right. right? And that's not taking any credit away. It's just to say passing Kareem was the bigger moment.
1: 100%. I I, I don't doubt it at all. I thought that was, you know, Kareem uh, there, you passed the all-time – well, you know, we always thought of Kareem, and no one really thought about somebody passing him. And now yeah. – People can look at it and say, well, nobody will pass LeBron. I doubt it. I mean, the way that they're scoring now and the way you can't play defense, somebody might get LeBron. Mm. Could have yeah,
4: Certainly coming to the league early. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not not going to be spending three or four years in college. You're starting right away.
1: That's right. All right. Coming up, we're going to talk with uh, Daniel Kelly, the former NFL scout with the Jets and an author. But first, let's get you caught up.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: It is the Odd Couple on a funky flashback Friday. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. Rob Parker, along with Brian Noe, and for Chris Boussard, who we expect back on Monday from vacation. Now, let's welcome in Daniel Kelly. He's a former NFL scout with the Jets and an author. And uh, he joins us here on The Odd Couple. And we got a bone to pick with you, Daniel Kelly. How are you? Hey, I'm doing really
5: well, Rob and Brian. Thank you so much for having me on the show tonight. I'm, I'm excited. It's uh, getting closer and closer to the NFL draft.
1: Yes, and you were, must have been that reporter in the front row who was uh, heckling uh, Caleb Williams because uh, you think he, you've graded him really low, has a fourth-round grade on Caleb Williams. What don't you like, and why have you graded him so low?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, with Caleb Williams, now I've watched him in every single snap over the last two seasons that I've evaluated. So uh, 26 games total. And, you know, the things I don't like, I think the, the biggest issue for me is how he craves to get out of structure, uh, you know, to, to the point where, you know, it's, it's, it's so obvious on film, uh, you know, number two, uh, you know, he leads with an inconsistent rhythm and tempo at quarterback. This is huge, guys. To me, a quarterback's like a drummer in a band, and, and, and the entire offense depends on the timing of every single play, and he leaves with an inconsistent rhythm and tempo uh, on film. And how that, that translates is also to his footwork in the pocket, and this is a huge concern that I have because, to me, he, he's got very inconsistent footwork when he's moving around back in the pocket, and the NFL going from college, you know, putting on the NFL glasses going from college to the NFL. The NFL is a league that's that's built on and predicated upon timing routes. That's you know the historical the three, five, seven foot drop shirt. Sure, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who has incredible throwing instincts, can get away with not using and relying on his footwork to throw the ball. But that's a huge concern. I believe why, you know, the reason why Caleb Williams is not throwing at the NFL combine is because you know, of that inconsistent footwork and not wanting to work with receivers he's not familiar with in front of the league watching him, uh, you know, another huge. All right, let me right let now. me let
1: me stop you, Daniel. So I want you to I want you on the record. So what we saw in college was a fluke, or uh, we didn't see it. B. He is going to be. I want you to hear. I want you to say he's going to be a bust, uh, and I want you to say that he won't be drafted in the first round. Where he's dra- where no, I'm he's asking drafted. you, is he, is he going to be a bust, Daniel? You, with the yes, stuff you just, yeah, so absolutely. He, so he will be a bust, okay. And he will, where will he be drafted?
5: Uh, more than likely, based on the mainstream media and the perception out there, the perceived value that more than likely somebody in the first round will take him. I know I wouldn't, um, but but he probably will be.
4: I, I, I'm just, I hear your argument, Daniel. I get it as far as I like the comparison to a drummer. And playing outside of structure, does it a lot. Um, so I hear what you're saying, but why fourth round, right? Why isn't it uh, I, right. like like the end of the top 10 or lower first or top so of the second? To say he's why, the fourth, why fourth round fourth pick, round? yeah, where yeah. does
1: that come from?
5: Well, the third and fourth round to me are the developmental rounds. And, and to me, there's nothing worse than overgrading you know, for for a prospect to be overgraded, uh, because you know our expectations are framed around you know where we where these guys are taken. And to me, it's it's, it's the fourth round is an ideal round where he could come in as a, as a value and not have this tremendous pressure and these tremendous expectations. I mean, I have a third round grade on, on Zach Wilson coming out. I, I had Trey Lance rate as an undraftable free agent. Document online. It, it, it's, it's if these guys are taken in the right spot, I feel like they have the best chance of success seed and and coming in the first round i mean the expectations are almost unrealistic i mean it's gonna be like a rock concert at his first training camp and you know coming into that the pressure and if there's one thing i saw down the stretch last season with caleb williams was he did not respond well to pressure down the stretch on a downward trajectory
1: let me ask you so you gave us a couple that you got right tell me the biggest ones you got wrong
5: the biggest ones I've gone wrong over the last few drafts. Um, I had Bryce Young as my QB one in this last draft. Um, I had also I had uh, Malik Willis in twenty twenty two as my top quarterback that season, and uh, and I also had Mac Jones, which is you know the jury's still out a little bit on him. No, nah, the jury's QB2. not
1: out on him. I mean, he's been bad.
5: Well, he he had he was you know runner up to the offensive rookie of the year the first season, and he has struggled as a late, Yes.
1: Okay, I just want to say it's a crapshoot. Then, so I am just—if you told me you got them all right, then I'd have to listen to you. But I'm sure you got some wrong. I think yeah, it's, you know, I think you you're going to be no, no, no. Right, I know that. Yeah. I'm just making a point that no, if I you're going to you. give me the good, you know, the ones you got right, yeah. there's yeah. the other ones you got wrong too, and those are some bad, bad ones as well. Daniel,
4: how about this? How about you lower on Caleb Williams? Which quarterbacks are you high on in this draft?
5: Spencer Rattler is my QB one. I love Spencer Rattler. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. is my QB2. Uh, Joe Milton, the third out of Tennessee, is my QB3. And then I also like Bo Nix. Uh, he's my QB4, first round grade. And then Drake May is my QB5 in the first round. So I have five quarterbacks graded as, as first round guys.
4: Wow. And you go, Rattler is your top guy. And who was the second guy before Bo Nix?
5: Uh, it's going to be a Michael Penix Jr. Oh, yeah, Penix Jr. Jun- out of Washington. Yep. Yep. And then Joe Milton, the third out of Tennessee's my QB3.
4: Wow. You know, I, it, he reminds me a bit of Anthony Richardson in terms of, you know, build, rocket arm. Um, and, and we haven't gotten the buzz after Anthony Richardson, before he got hurt, he did some good things. Are, are you surprised there hasn't been. I'm not saying, you know, first round or top ten, but a little bit more buzz on Milton out of Tennessee compared to, like, what just happened with Anthony Richardson?
5: I am very surprised, actually, because when you look at both these quarterbacks coming out of the SEC – uh, you know, Milton and Richardson, you look at their last year stat line, uh, you know, Milton has a, a better stat line across the boards, including completion percentage, uh, you know, touchdowns, lower interceptions, higher quarterback rating than Anthony Richardson come, coming out of, of uh, Florida did. Uh, so it does surprise me a lot. Everybody talked about, you know, the arm strength and the athleticism of Richardson. You know, he hit the roof with that pass. You know, they had everybody really went crazy. Milton's a guy, to me, that's, you know, built like a Cam Newton and has an arm strength of a Jeff George. So so it is very surprising. Surprising to me. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's generational because the only label I've ever no, time put that label on somebody with C.J. Stroud last year. Uh, but he has generational traits that we don't see that often in quarterbacks. And people keep talking about traits, traits, traits. And I am, for that reason, very surprised when I hear more about Joe Milton III because he's not just have the size and the big arm. But if you watch, I mean, he's the hardest evaluation I've ever done. Ever and but the thing that's surprising is is that more people aren't seeing it because to me the entire time when I watched Jill Milton the third on film there's an upward ascending subtle improvement the entire time on game film and uh, last year he played the 12 games in the SEC and uh, you know he had a you know less less uh, sacks he took than, than you know Caleb Williams or Drake May and also a faster time to throw uh, you know and so it, it is it is surprising I mean the, his size and the way he he's in the pocket and the way he can he can run and throw the ball. Um, you know, I, I'm very surprised we're not hearing more buzz about Joe Milton third. I, I love this confidence from the uh, press conference of the Combine, and I, I think that the narrative may be changing on him as we move into throwing tomorrow.
1: And, and we talk about all the time, it, drafting players, guys' games uh, being able to evolve at the next level. Why is it so hard? I mean, I just can't get over how many swings and misses there are, you know, On players, I mean, we we know that Joe Montana wasn't a high pick. Tom Brady was sixth. Why why do you think that is?
5: There's there are more variables that go into picking a quarterback to me than almost you know picking the winning Powerball numbers. Uh, There's so many different variables. I I outlined on Twitter the other day on my account. I think I counted 33 variables. That I look at when I'm looking at these quarterbacks and, and there's just so much goes into this and then once you have a, you know, a projection so you have a good college quarterback here now you go from the college game to the NFL game which is a completely different game even the size of the football is different which Kenny Pickett found out the hard way um, you know it's, it's a different game it's a faster game it's a lot more complex game you know players come in um, you know a lot of times they're highly touted so I think that you know maybe the humility isn't there as much they step in they think it's oh, boom I'm just going to step in here and do this and it does Work out, Um, you know. So there's a lot of variables that go into it, and it's it's a very difficult transition i mean right now since 2021 I'm, my trending hit rates right trending hit rates at 60 percent and it is extremely difficult because you never exactly know how fame and fortune are going to affect these young men you never know are they going to stay healthy or are they going to get you know get injured you never know exactly how they're going to acclimate to their new team their teammates their new environment surrounding city you know how they're going to you know fit into this equation and deal with the pressure and the expectations because unmet expectations are the source of all human disappointment. So everybody's expecting these guys to step right in. There's hardly any time. There's hardly any you know, they, nobody can really be patient with these guys. And like I had an opportunity once to sit next to um, Elise Steinberg on a uh, plane ride from Mobile coming back from the Senior Bowl just by chance, random. And we got to talking about quarterbacks. Of course, you know, he represents Patrick Mahomes. And this is way back, you know, before that. But, you know, I asked him questions about quarterbacks. And he said, you know, listen, Dan, quarterbacks are like a fine line, they take Time to develop, and unfortunately, and in a lot of cases, we just don't. You know, teams just don't have the time.
1: All right, there he is, Daniel Kelly, former NFL scout with the Jets and an author. We appreciate your time and your knowledge. Thank you, Daniel.
5: You're very welcome, Robin Brian. Thank you so much for having me on, and uh, enjoy the rest of the draft process as we move towards the big day.
1: Yes, sir. Thank me you too. so much. All right, coming up, we put a wrap a bow on this uh, Friday edition, the uh, Funky Flashback Friday edition. Of the odd couple. And uh, again, uh, we're going to talk about why the shots continue to be fired at Bill Belichick. We'll uh, wrap this bad boy up. It is the odd couple, Rob Parker and Brian No. Stick and stay,
3: America. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: It is the odd couple on a funky flashback Friday. Alex, as usual, you did a bang up job on the music. My goodness gracious. Good job. Thank you. Rob Parker and Brian No coming to you live from the tire studios as we wrap up the weekend. Brian says he's not moving to New Orleans, not this weekend, though, right, Brian?
4: Yeah, not this week. Maybe sometime in the next few weeks. We'll Have see. Have you ever lived goes. down there or no? No, I haven't lived there. I lived all, all over. I know, you've been now. all
1: over, yeah. right? How about
4: you? How many places have you lived, Rob?
1: I lived a lot, you know. Um, grew up in New York, went to college in Connecticut, first job in Pennsylvania, worked in uh, Cincinnati, worked in Detroit. Yeah. Worked in LA. You know what I mean? I've been yeah. around. I've been, been around. But I'll tell you, um, the first time I ever went to New Orleans, I went to do a Lion Saints. Preseason game, yeah, and you—we had to get off the plane, and it wasn't attached. This is how long ago it was. It wasn't attached to the airport, so you <laughs> okay. have to get off the plane, Brian. You never been on a plane like that where you get off the plane. Walk and you the have terminal. to walk walk down the stairs <laughs> and then into the terminal. Yeah, I swear that's how long ago it was. It was in the nineties, man. And and you know the t- the the weather down there in the summer, you know. I walked oh, yeah. off the plane, immediate soaking wet, yep. and then they got bugs and all kinds of stuff. It was like, I was like, oh my, because it's a swamp. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't believe it, how bad
4: it was. You were like, get me out of here.
1: Yes. I'm not saying <laughs> don't go there. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that.
4: <laughs> no, I hear you, man. Where did you hate living the most real
1: fast? Um, I, I won't say I hated it, I you know, because I wasn't there long enough, only five months. Uh, but of all the places, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, it's like really? three years from New York.
4: Okay, just not big enough for you. Yeah,
1: you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. I really, I was there right out of college, and I, I enjoyed my first job. It was my first full-time job as a reporter, and I covered, I covered uh, Rocket Ishmael and his oh, brother yeah, my guy. I, I yeah. covered them when they were in high school running track. Can you believe?
4: Oh uh, man, you know what's crazy is, so I grew up in South Bend. Okay. And so I, I would walk over to, they called it, I don't know what they say now, but it was the Loftus Center. You could walk over there, and every now and then you would see some of these football players working out. It was when Rocket went to the CFL. They went to the Toronto Argonauts. Right. And I happened to be there just hanging out, and Rocket was training with his guy. And I'm telling you, Rob, they were on the outside lane of the track, and they were just running laps, laps. Right. Laps at a fast pace, fast. I'm like, this dude's conditioning is on another level.
1: Well, you can imagine in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, they were running around, they were running circles around people.
4: Oh, I, I, I was
1: writing about them all the time. That's I covered yeah. high school track. Yeah, uh, out of college. Uh, real quick, I want That's to say this. That's back when we
4: had kickoff returns in football. You know, when he was at Notre Dame. Oh, we don't have that anymore. And the one
1: way would have won the national championship, and they called it back. Oh.
4: Yes, against Colorado. That was that was yeah. brutal. The I clip. Mean, that was. Am terrible. I right? That was yeah. brutal.
1: That was really bad because that would have been what a finish that was. I still yeah. remember that. Um, that was- speaking about a finish, um, real quick, the Bill Belichick bashing. I'm not a Bill Belichick guy. The cheating and all that other stuff. But I think this is ridiculous. I don't. I, I just don't get it. Do you get it? With the Elliot Wolf thing, just just all these players, like like he didn't do anything. There, I'm just shocked uh, by him. Yeah,
4: like, look, man, I could understand that he would rub you the wrong way if you're in that organization or if you're a player. What do you gain by talking trash now?
1: That's what I'm saying. Well, you should have done that back when he was winning the Super Bowl. Just take the high road. The guy
4: yeah. won six rings, and he got passed over in this job cycle. Why yeah. are you talking trash while he's still looking for a gig? It's How does
1: that benefit you? surprising. doesn't make any sense. I don't yeah. know. All right, Mr. No, Brian No, man, you are the best. We appreciate you filling in for Chris. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Rob. Always good hanging with you, bud. You're no awesome. Doubt. It's been a while. Not two years, I know. though. I, I thought
4: it was two years. It's three times that long. Not at
1: all. Yeah, I can't believe I can't believe Chris and I, this is our sixth year together on the Props Odd Couple. Props to you guys, man. You've been at it. That's awesome. That's pretty amazing. So, all right, guys, uh, you know, um, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon are coming up next. To everybody on the Odd Couple crew, man, have a great weekend. We appreciate it, and we'll see you Monday. Peace!